0: everybody, welcome back to Looking for the Real God. This is Christy Lynn Wood. Today as we wrap up this little series, Unexpected God, we're going to be looking at Jesus' last meal with his disciples before he died, and what that tells us about who God is. So a few years ago my family started celebrating passover together every year it kind of happened by accident the year before covid hit our church celebrated it together as a church and we kind of had different families meeting in different rooms and stuff like that and then when covid hit my kids were like oh no we can't celebrate passover and somehow they thought we had done it for years or something like that they were young and so i was like well we can do it here at home and so i gathered everything i found some resources on the internet it was awkward, it was um, weird, but we did it, and my kids loved it. And so last year they were like, we have to celebrate Passover, and now it's become this thing that we do. And over the years, I was able to find a slightly easier version, although I don't remember where I put it this year after we moved, so I'm gonna have to be searching again on the, on the Internet, thank God for Google. And so we will once again be celebrating Passover. And we don't always celebrate it on the right night. We kind of just celebrate it sometime around Easter. But my kids love it. And it's very interesting to me, as I look at this Seder meal, that even the Jewish Seder, it just points in crazy ways to Jesus. A lamb shank bone is on the table, kind of representing that first lamb that was killed at the Passover in Egypt with the Israelites. There is this thing called the hafi which is a piece of matzah bread. and It's the middle piece, and it gets taken out and broken in half, and then you hide part of it for the end of the meal and there's just these things that you're like wait a minute this is reminding me so much of of Jesus and indeed the entire meal just seems to point to him to this messiah and to Jesus Christ and so i think about Jesus celebrating passover with his disciples one of the last things he did before he was arrested and ultimately killed and it's very interesting to me that he would celebrate this meal that literally pointed to him. And it's obvious then that he'd be able to take this and kind of just tweak it a bit in a way that made it into something that was really all about him. So, we talk about the Last Supper today. I just think about where Jesus talks about saying the first will be last and the last will be first. He had talked about this multiple times throughout his ministry with his disciples as they were fighting about who got to be the one seated next to him, who got to have the power, who got to have the fame. And he just quickly would tell them, nope, the first is last, the last is first. He'd bring a child and set it in their midst and say, whoever wants to be great has to be like this child. He just turned things upside down constantly. The Last Supper was no exception. Jesus begins by washing the disciples' feet. If you're familiar with this at all, you're going to know that it was the lowliest servant's job to wash feet. Washing feet was a yucky, disgusting job. People wore sandals; they walked around in the dirt and the animal filth and everything else. And so, when you'd come inside, you didn't really want people's nasty, dirty feet all over your clean house. And so, the lowest servant's job was to wash the feet of people as they came in to make their feet clean, so then we can have them going ahead and traipsing around our house, not making everything disgusting. But here at the Last Supper, Jesus gets down, lays aside his outer garments wraps a towel around himself, and begins to wash the disciples' feet. And then, as Peter protests, I love Peter, Jesus just reminds him, like, this is something I have to do for you. I'm going to serve you. And Peter gets all excited, and he says, then do it, do it all. And as the meal progresses, and they go through the different parts of the Passover dinner, Jesus begins to change things a little bit. And he reminds them that this really and truly is about him. He offers the cup and claims that it's his blood. He offers the bread and says, this is my body broken for you. And indeed, the entire Passover points to him. And I love this, guys, because Jesus is so unexpected. As we've talked about the last few weeks. But he's nothing like what you expect a God to be like. We are so quick to make God in our own image to assume that he is like us, just a little bit better, a little bit bigger, when in truth, God is nothing like us. And see, look at Jesus presiding over this meal, a meal that was him. He was the lamb that was going to be slain. He was the wine that was being celebrated. He was the bread that was broken. And you look at him presiding over this meal, and you realize he has been nothing like we would expect a God to be. He did not seek power, or fame, or notoriety, or money, or wealth, or anything like that. If anything, he sought the opposite. He was constantly looking for ways to serve and to be humble, to be obscure. He chose to live in poverty. Very, very different from so many of the religious leaders that we see today and the religious leaders of Jesus' day. He was completely opposite what we would expect. You look at just the way he chose to live, the way he chose to chase people away who were trying to make him king, the way he was willing to say crazy stuff that made people just walk away. He wasn't looking for a following. He wasn't looking to be king. He was looking to be the humble servant who ended up dying and taking the sins of the world. And as I think about him and that last meal with his disciples, I think about the way he showed them what service was, what it was to be a servant, to humble yourself, to joyfully serve others. And then I think about the leaders that we're seeing just going down in smoke right now in the Christian circles. And I'm like, did you even know Jesus? Did you really imitate him? Was that really your goal in life? He makes no sense. And yet, if you are a broken person, a lost person, he makes all the sense in the world. Like, he's amazing and he's wonderful and that's exactly what we long for. In Jesus' kingdom, the last truly is first. And the first became last. Jesus became nothing so that we could have everything. These are beautiful truths that we can't just gloss over. These are things that we really need to take to heart and ponder, to wonder about, and to allow them to just sink deeply into our own hearts. And so I want to encourage you guys, as we enter Holy Week, even if you are not in a liturgical church or you're not really familiar with what Holy Week really is, do some research. This is the beauty of the internet. Do some research. Find out what it is, what each day represents, and just take some time this week to slow down and ponder and contemplate this ridiculously crazy, amazing God who would purposely become a person, live in obscurity for 30 years, become a public figure briefly, three and a half years, be rejected, be crucified, and rise again because he loves us. Jesus didn't just come to be a good example to follow. He didn't just come to be a teacher of wisdom and morals came to usher in a new reality the beginning of the end this way was opened and a kingdom was begun and it's just the beginning because the best the best is yet to come guys this is a new reality if we make it less than that if we just make it about a system of beliefs or rules to follow, or anything else other than literally a new reality and a new kingdom and a new life, then we are missing the point. Jesus did not come to bring a new religion. He came to bring life. He came to bring an upside-down, backwards, inside-out kingdom. He came to restore our relationship with our Creator, and He came to begin the restoration process in our own hearts making us into the people he intended us to be from the very beginning, restoring the beauty and the goodness being made in the image of God. He came to conquer sin and death. and He came to give forgiveness and grace that are undeserved, unexpected, and ridiculously lavish for absolutely no reason than because he decided he wanted to. And that is the beauty of the true gospel. Guys, my heart breaks. I'm just broken by the fact that we have changed this and reduced it into just a set of standards and beliefs and things that do not make us happy, do not make us joyful. It's just rules to follow and a fake God to appease and power to get and all the things that the Jews were dealing with, all that same religious garbage That the Pharisees were dealing with, we're doing it again. I just saw more evidence of this this last week as I came across this whole stupid controversy on social media and I watched somebody be so ridiculously religious. Jesus didn't come to give us that. He came to give life and to give it abundantly. He came to bring peace, He came to bring beauty and hope and joy. He came to give us His Spirit who is with us right now. And allowing us to live in a way that we would never really live by ourselves. Guys, it is a beautiful thing. And God is a crazy big beautiful God. And Jesus reveals the Father to us. And his spirit is here with us. And this is the new reality, the kingdom of Jesus Christ. And I pray this week that you will catch a glimpse of that. You'll have a taste of that. You'll begin the restoration process with Jesus. That you will let him begin to just transform your heart. That you allow him to just peel back these lies that you've believed, the things that you thought were truth, but maybe are just Christianese religion after all. And that this would be the Easter week that maybe you first meet Jesus. That would be amazing. My church has this crazy tradition where they like have this giant Easter drama. Like it's basically like a Broadway play. It's crazy. And um there's this Jesus figure. And every year he shows up during Palm Sunday like as elaborate, there's palm branches and there's crowds and there's singing and there's Jesus and there's a donkey. and It's it's crazy. But every year, and this year is no exception, this morning as I watched Jesus walking in with his disciples and we're singing and waving palm branches. And I know it's not Jesus. (laughs) I'm not dumb. (laughs) But just catching a glimpse of what it might be just makes me realize how much I love him. And I cannot wait to meet him face to face someday. But that's the reality, guys. This is something that changes you. He changes you. (laughs) It's so much more than we've made it. And I want the whole world to find it. And I love the opportunity that I have to be able to speak just a few words into your ears every week. So thanks for listening, guys. May Jesus bless you. May he draw you to himself. And may he allow you to just catch glimpses of him this holy week maybe you have never caught before. Let's celebrate his death and resurrection, guys. Until next time, keep searching. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would love to have you join me over on my website at ChristyLynwood.com for more content, free resources, and opportunities to connect with a community of people who are looking for the real God.